Hey, welcome to Build to Be You. My name is Michaela, and I am so pumped that you're here. I made this podcast so you can uncover what it means to be you and learn how you can fully step into your potential while trying to navigate your 20s, overcoming previous failures, learning to face your fears, dance with your emotions, and take messy action in order to build and become the best you. You can expect a little bit of mixed up love and a whole lot of real talk. But let me just say this journey is so much more fun with a bestie. So buckle up and let's do it together. What is up, my Built to Be You friend? I have a special guest here today. This is my best friend, Liz Dotson. We have been friends for, man, it has been quite a few years now. I can't remember exactly how many, but we both met early on in our network marketing and early on in our social media days. And she's one of those friends that you know you can not talk for weeks or even months, and then it's like you never missed a beat. Our conversations are always so real, always so raw, and so deep. You know your girl is not about the superficial, fluffy conversations. So this is going to be a two-part series, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode, which is going to be part one. (laughs) Hello, everybody. A little backstory on Liz. Liz, you've been on the podcast twice, I think. I think, think, but it's it's been a minute. Liz is like my OG. She's been around in my life since like my network marketing days. We've grown through business and life moves across the country, podcasting, business, relationships, like <laughs> everything. Liz D is the MVP. She's been, <laughs> she's been in my corner, but it's like, it's one of those friendships that, you know, you don't have to like work hard to maintain. I feel like we can go like weeks without talking. And then it's like, we never missed a beat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, I feel like that's kind of been like the part of navigating like the long-term friendship of like, mm-hmm. you don't have to talk every single day. And I don't know if like we'd want that. Like you don't really need that to right. have like a solid friendship. Um, I know that we're always supporting each other, like no matter what. And yeah, whenever we talk, it's always like we're always just so eager to hear like what's going on in the other person's life. And like I'm I'm always supporting her, she's always supporting me. And it's like just like a mutual like friendship. And yeah, like being cross country is not ideal all the time because like we get to see each other like once or twice a year, if that, but that even with that, we have to be intentional with and plan out. And that's kind of like this weekend, like she was running Houston marathon and she crushed it. Um, but I was like, you're in Texas, say less, I'm coming to see you. Yeah. <laughs> so it just kind of takes that and it can be difficult, but, um, yeah, it's been since we both lived in Iowa. Um, and it's been, it's been a while. Like it's crazy how fast everything's gone. Really? Like I, I, like I don't even know how many years we've been friends, but I feel like it's been forever. But mm-hmm. it also like has not been that long either. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I know. I know. It's crazy. But we, when we first met, we were both in such different seasons of life. So maybe like we just touch there for a second before we dive in. We honestly today we're just like gonna have like a besties chat. Like I feel like mm-hmm. we've had the opportunity this weekend to just like relive different seasons that we've been able to evolve and witness with each other um but also like separately right it's like like you said we only get to see each other once or twice a year so i don't know we first met back in it was probably like 20 2019 <laughs> no cuz it was after i dropped out well i graduated in 2019 and you were at my graduation yeah okay so maybe it was 2018 <laughs> I graduated high school in 2017. Oh, damn. So it was not 2017. <laughs> um, 
maybe it was 2018. I don't know. One of those years One of those back years. then. <laughs> um, yeah. So we met up at a coffee shop and it was funny because like Michaela doesn't drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs> the epitome of all of my Instagram friendships. Like, do you want to go get coffee? And then I show up to coffee and I'm like, wait, I fucking hate coffee. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'll get coffee, whatever. And I think we got like cupcakes. Like, they had cupcakes. We got cupcakes. Yeah. But that was like our first like time meeting. And I don't know. I felt like so Michaela had messaged me first, but it was back both when we were doing Beach Body and we were both, you know. I mean, we're still very active on our social media now, but that's when it started. Like, that's when it started for both of us of getting into social media, learning about the ins and outs of it, and like even learning about online business in general. I know we just um, talked about this yesterday of we started Beachbody and like, you know, there's things we like, dislikes. We're not doing it anymore, obviously, but Mm -hmm. that was the time for me, what, when, for both of us, when we both realized the opportunity of business online mm-hmm. of like, oh, there's an opportunity that we don't have to like actually physically go to a job and, you know, work for someone else or like, you know, whatever it looks like, but it just really opened both of our eyes to the passive income side of the world and just like income in general and just online business. And so I know for me, it was very eye opening and it was very cool to, kind of learn about all of that um, then. Cause I had started when I was a freshman in college. And so I started diving into it then. That's when I started posting on my Instagram. Um, and it's just like, we both went back through our Instagrams and it's like deleting, wow, just wow, deleting wow, old wow. posts, <laughs> but it's also like so cringeworthy um, to like see the things that we posted and did, but it's also like so rewarding mm-hmm. because we've both kept at it. Like we both have not really stopped since then. And we've both been able to kind of build a brand and build like our own little community and people who have been there with us since then. And so it's just, it's really cool once you're able to like go back through all that. Yeah. Honestly, I did not delete anything. You can still go find my packets. My, my, I swear they're like milk Ziploc baggies, like for <laughs> breastfeeding with my vegetables in it. Um, so if you've been around since those days, thank you. Um, but can we talk a little bit maybe to the woman who's listening and she has this feeling of more, right? She sees other people on social media, posting, creating businesses, building brands, and she's already discounted herself. It's like, that could never be me because insert her laundry list of reasons. What kind of advice would you give for her to just start knocking on the doors and seeking the opportunities, right? Because I think for us, it's like from really early on with network marketing and Beachbody, like we were exposed to that. We were around communities who were doing that. We were taught to do that, you know, whether it was cringeworthy or not, um, completely different story. It got us to where we are today. So maybe just some insight or advice, wisdom, life experiences that you have for her. Yeah. Um, I feel like for me, so I do not like, I don't, well, this is developing, but my plan is to have a business this year and a successful business. And this is like a new endeavor that's been on the horizon for years now. Um, But I'm finally taking steps towards it. And so I guess I can speak to just, you know, my past self too, because I feel like I am such a perfectionist in terms of wanting everything to be perfect before I start, but also I mean, I'm not going to lie. The biggest thing for me that has held me that's held me back for years now is literally just focusing on my finances. And that may seem like an answer you weren't expecting, but for me, 
looking back on it and I will be able to look back on this years from now and be like, man, if I would have just been more intentional with putting money aside for my business that I want to start, you know, if I would have done this three years ago, I would have already been going and like running and scaling. But I know that, you know, maybe I wasn't ready for that then and I am now. And so it's it's also this complex of like allowing yourself to develop. Like in the things that I have been doing in the last three years since I moved to Texas, I have grown and learned so much that is putting me in a position now where I feel comfortable and confident running a business and running the business I want to run. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, just in the past of doing things, even though I was nervous and doing things, even though I was scared and, and leaning into fear, I had this really big phase in my life of just, if something made me uncomfortable in like a good way, I knew it was good for me, I would do it. And that's like the best way to know that you can trust the process through that. Like you're not going to die if you post a post on Instagram that makes you nervous to post. Like, mm-hmm you know, it you'll, you'll be okay. And it's honestly just learning through that process of doing things that you want to do, even though you're scared of judgment, you're scared of failing. And, you know, maybe you're fearful of X, Y, Z, but at the end of the day, those things are not going to kill you, that you will be okay. And you will work through them. Yeah. You might feel embarrassed. You may feel imposter syndrome, which is very real all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just have to push through that. And, And it's always going to be that simple answer of just doing it because through that you learn confidence. There is that doing the work isn't always something that everybody else can see, right? You might not have an external business accolade to show for it, but that work that you're doing behind the scenes on yourself, for yourself, when nobody else is around, when nobody else is watching is just as, if not more impactful to becoming that person that you want, right? So it's like, we were talking about in the car yesterday, driving back from Houston to Austin where the roads were a little bit sketchy, but it's like one of my favorite podcasters, Lindsay Schwartz, she talks a lot about, you know, being ready for that level of visibility. And it's like, you have to really train your nervous system and your internal dialogue to be ready for that outward production, like that external facing side of building a business where you're going to be, you know, engaging with other people and showing up for other people. And it's like, you might just not be ready for that right now. So it's like, even though the work looks different than what you originally thought it would, or what you originally thought success would look like, it's like, you're still making progress. And I think something too, like, that I really admire about your journey, Liz, is like the patience and like the awareness, right? Because like, it's imagine if you would have started that business three years ago, like it, you're you're such a different evolution of yourself. You're such a different person. You've gotten so much different experience through your day-to-day work and your friendships that you've made here in Austin. So like, I just don't think maybe you were ready for it then. And it's like, now you're allowing yourself, you, were, you allowed yourself that patience to be in that season and now you're ready to grow more outwardly, which is like really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, it is cool. And I, it is something that, you know, sometimes I, I get in my head, I'm like, well, I wish I would have started then and I could have started then, but yeah, I mean, it just wasn't part of my story then. Mm-hmm. And I had other things that I needed to work on and develop and, and we're always going to have those things, right? Like every mm-hmm. single season requires us to be um, intentional and focused on something else that we need to learn. But the thing is, is that you're not going to figure that out unless you're actually committed to learning. Like you have to be in the mindset of, okay, whatever the season is, whether you're hurting, whether you're going through grief, 
whether you are going through heartbreak or maybe you're in a really high season right now, like whatever your current season looks like, be looking for something to learn and seek out people that are going to be sharing wisdom with you and that you can lean on for support because that that's all the secret of I paired my mouth. Um, <laughs> um, the secret of, you know, continuing to learn through every season is looking for that and looking for those things to learn. Um, and that's been a really big thing that I've had to do. And, and yeah, I can look back on a lot of the seasons I've been through since I moved. I feel like, okay, I always say since I moved because I literally feel like I changed my entire life. Like my life turned on like its head when I, when I moved and I became such a different person. And so, and I'm thankful for that journey. And I'm thankful that, you know, I've had so much that I've gone through since then, but I've also had to commit to being, you know, ambitious and being open to learn, open to meeting new people. That's been such a massive thing for me is, is meeting people, but also being curious and wanting to learn more through the people that you meet. Mm -hmm. And so it is, it, it can take a lot and it can feel overwhelming, but if you're focused on learning and growing, like there are so many things and pathways that you can take um, because, you know, your focus may look different than ours, but at the end of the day, just being open-minded is going to take you so far. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about maybe some tangibles when you moved here to Austin, right? Because I think a lot of women who listen to the LPU podcast are women who are in this very massive like stage of self-discovery in their 20s, you know, not quite on the timeline they thought they would get like gonna be. We talked about this this weekend. Like I thought I'd be married and like have babies and like a house. And it's like none of that is like my reality right now, which I'm so okay with that. And I love that. But I think about the one who's listening and she's like kind of is thinking about moving or maybe she recently has moved, but she's really struggling to like replant those roots and like expand that community where she's at. What were some of the things that you did when you moved to Austin to get really grounded and rooted here? Because I feel like you have such a solid community here and I feel like mm -hmm. you've really paved a path for yourself. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Yeah. I, I feel like I have as well. And I'm really grateful um, for everybody that I have here that, you know, is part of my support system are people that I see at work every day and just the friends that I get to see all the time. Um, so I'm trying to like put myself into the shoes of the girl that I was when I moved here. I was so incredibly like optimistic. I was so excited. It was something where I was committed to thriving. Like even though moving was so terrifying, like, you know, you're in a new place, you're in a new area, you don't know anybody yet. Um, I am so grateful that I moved with one of my best friends, um, Alina, we moved here together. And so you don't have to do that, obviously, but that's something that we did just so we had like a built-in, you know, buddy mm -hmm. to go do stuff with. And that honestly was so beneficial. And, you know, maybe you don't have somebody that is moving with you. The good news is, is that when you move, if you are open-minded enough to go and meet people, you are immediately going to find people, I guarantee you, that have also just moved, mm -hmm. that are also feeling the same exact way as you. Um, because there are so many people here in Austin that are not from Texas. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very, very much of a melting pot um, of just different backgrounds and uh, just different people from all over the place. And I think that's been really cool for me is meeting so many people that have also gone through the process of moving. Mm -hmm. But for me, one of the biggest things I did was putting myself out there in terms of using Instagram in a positive community building way to connect with people and meet up with people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, 
whether you're into health and fitness or whether you're into, you know, live music or, you know, it could be anything. Utilize what you know is there, you know, find live events where you can go and, you know, yeah, it may be awkward if you're going by yourself, but you at least have the opportunity to put yourself in front of other people who are like-minded and you just have to be open-minded enough to put yourself in a little bit of um, an uncomfy situation in order to embrace new people in your life and, and meeting new people. And so that was such a big thing for me. I had so many awkward moments, like looking back, it's like so cringy of like how awkward it was um, for me to, you know, go to an event or go to a small event where I actually completely felt like an outsider, Mm -hmm. um, somebody who just like honestly had similarities with the people there that I knew, but also not a ton. And so I had to put my ego aside and just like buckle up and say, whatever happens, happens. Like I'm going, I'm going to put myself in this position because I know it will pay off eventually. Um, and so when you do that, you actually get to learn so much about yourself. You get to learn that like, Hey, this was awkward and I'm just going to laugh about it. Like I can (laughs) laugh about it looking back. Like, Hey, that was so incredibly awkward. I hope nobody else remembers that, but it's like, it paid off now, you know, like it's paid off. It's, it's, built my confidence, it's built my self-awareness. And so if anything, if you are feeling very fearful of moving, um, or maybe you don't know where to start, like the best thing I can, you can do is, you know, connect with somebody that's in the area you're thinking of moving to. Like that could be such a a massive one is reaching out and not being afraid to ask like, Hey, I'm thinking of moving here. I see that you have lived here and you're, you know, doing X, Y, Z. Like I would love some advice on the area or anywhere you you know, uh, what's the word recommend to go or live, um, you know, like utilizing the tools that you have, especially through social media is huge. Um, I would say if you're not a big social media person though, cause I know it's like really hard for us to think of some people actually are not big social media users. Um, find the live events. Like you can find boards that post live events or ticket master, like event bright, anything. Yeah. That's like probably the number one thing I would say allowed me to start meeting people and connecting with people was going to events physically. Eventbrite is honestly so underrated. There's so mm-hmm. many given events on any day. Yeah. <laughs> on random, Eventbrite. random events. And a lot of them are usually free or maybe like $10, $15. And I think too, like what you said, removing your ego from the situation, it's like nobody's going to remember it the way that you remembered it. Even if it was so like traumatic to you, it's mm-hmm. like nobody else is going to remember that way because everybody's perception of the same experience is so different. Mm-hmm. And like we tend to catastrophize things. So I love that you shared like a tangible, like just get out of your own way and out of your head and show up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think it's so powerful. It's like people oftentimes just wait for opportunities to come to them. And it's like, if you move to a new state and you sit in your house, Of course, you're not going to meet people. You're not going to meet anybody. (laughs) If you are closed off to meeting people, you're not going to meet people. Yeah. And that's just the matter of fact. And it is something where you have to kind of get a little tough love with yourself. You know, like putting yourself out there is so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, that is the only way that you are going to build a community for yourself, um, a support system, because as you do that, you will actually feel more at home where you're at. And I feel like that's why I feel so grounded here for sure is because I have people here that I know are in my corner and 
just, you know, love me and, and they're my friends now and I can call on them for anything. And it's, it's such a great feeling, but it's taken time. It's taken work and it's not going to happen right away. But okay. I am also just going to say that moving was the best thing I could ever have done. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, again, I was able to do that because I, you know, had the finances for it. I know it can be a big commitment in that way. Um, but if you can find someone to move with that you're friends with, even just for like a year, whether it's like a test year, you know, like how they say, like, you know, people take a leap year after high school before they go to college, like take a experiment year in your life and say, Hey, I'm going to go live somewhere and, you know, just kind of rough it and see if I like it and go from there. You know, like that's the cool thing about life is that you're never stuck unless you allow yourself to be stuck. 100% too. And it's like, you know, somebody listening to that, they're like, you want me to do what? Like our initial reaction, like our knee-jerk reaction is to just, you know, why it's not the right time, why it's never going to be the right time, why we don't have the resources. And it's like for every excuse, you could go be taking action or, you know, the next best step of what that could look like. And yeah, I mean, moving is a huge financial investment, but sometimes, like you said, you got to live scrappy, you know, live Mm -hmm. rough. Like, I think that's something too, like I've realized it's like, it's not always about the how much you have. For me, it's like about the experiences and what I get to see and do that a lot of people will never in their lives even dream of doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like you have to choose your heart of, you know, staying in the same narrative and staying where you're at or pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, making the move, you know, putting yourself out there, showing up to the networking event, going to the event, bright event, whatever it might be. But um I don't know. I just think it's so helpful to hear somebody else who has lived through that transitional season and through the patience and finding yourself and doing the internal work to now getting into a season where you're ready to be a little bit more outward, a little bit more external. So Mm -hmm. can we talk about what you're excited for in this year, kind of what's on the horizon for you and what you're working on? And that is a wrap on part one of my conversation with Liz. It was so fun to kind of recap where we started as friends versus where we've grown to now. And in the next episode or part two of the series, you'll learn more about what she's up to in 2024 and really how she's leading with the intention of being rooted and grounded, what that looks like for her, action she's taking to get there. So whether 2023 was like a hell yeah season for you, or maybe it was a season that felt like a little bit of dormancy, your feet were kind of dragging, you're not really sure what comes next. I know that you're going to love part two of the series. Before you go, I just wanted to let you know that I am so dang grateful that we are now on this journey through uncovering what it means to be you together. If you love this episode, make sure you share it with your friend or better yet, share it on social media and tag me so that way I know. Until next time, chat soon.